In the mountains of Colorado, there is a quiet town where you can bring your family to get away from the stresses of the big city. This place is called South Park. This is where you, the new kid, have been brought by your parents. For unknown to the townspeople of South Park, you have a special gift that is being hidden away. It is in this town we learn of a relic of immeasurable power, the Stick of Truth. It is foretold that whoever is in possession of this relic can control all of existence. There are two factions currently fighting for the Stick. The Kingdom of Cooper Keep, led by the all-powerful Wizard King Cartman, and the Kingdom of the Elves, led by King Kyle the all-powerful elf. You become entangled in this war as you will have to pick a side in order to save all of reality from the forces of evil and prevent the stick of truth from falling into the wrong hands. And no matter what happens, never fart on anyone's balls. Welcome to episode 4 of Retrotopia. My name is Brian and with me is Sam and that intro you just heard was a recording from our good friend Alan Putashik, also known as Captain Alcatraz, on our Discord which you can find access to in the description of this podcast. You can hear more of his beautiful British voice on YouTube if you search Follow My Voice. So on this show, as you already know, we are bringing you South Park the Stick of Truth. But I've been talking enough and Sam is itching to get a word out so I'm going to set up Sam with a question. How good is South Park the series? Uh, Brian, it is the very best. It is Uh, fantastic. (laughs) It has got to be the most consistently good show over the course of its, uh, gosh, what is it now? Almost 23 seasons, I think. No, they just released 25 on Paramount Plus up here. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell because it's, um, you know, I don't know if COVID messed some of it up, but there's some short seasons in there and some some specials in there and. Apparently it's a big thing with the uh, streaming rights. So uh, the specials and the short seasons are a way to get kind of get around who can uh, actually stream it or not. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Down here in the States, we have most of like the bulk of it is on HBO still, I think. And then, you know, some of the newer stuff they've got out on Paramount. So, yeah. And I think Um, up in Canada, it's half Crave TV, half Paramount Plus. Yeah. And I've I've just watched. um the Panderverse, the new special. So I guess that this was is fantastic. Kinda, it, was, it was so good. Holy so guess, crap. This is uh, nice and uh, nice and current. This episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was a game we both immediately jumped to play at as soon as we uh, discussed it. So I'm really excited, and it's a nice short RPG. That's what I like about it. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a favorite episode of the show? A favorite episode of Jesus. Boiling hard. it down to one. That's kind of hard. I mean, you got the World of Warcraft episode that was so well done. That's yeah. Um, this yeah, this actually kind of uh, we'll we'll talk about the, the episodes that lead into the the game itself. But that almost is kind of on par with that kind of tie in that just the video um, game reference. Like they worked with yeah. uh, Blizzard on that episode to make you know the in game uh, characters actually move as the south park people wanted so it was a kind of a nice collaboration which led into of course them you know making i think what their second or third video game which would be the stick of truth right yeah it's uh magnificent show magnificent game i'd say my 
my favorite if I have to pick. Um, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really partial to that Casa Bonita episode. Oh, that's um, such a good episode. <laughs> uh, anytime, Casa Bonita. Anytime uh, Butters uh, is involved and is is kind of you know taken advantage of by Cartman, I just I love it. <laughs> oh, like Osimo. Yeah, that's another good one. <laughs> oh man, like we could probably go on about this all night. <laughs> He's from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're not a South Park fan, you're wrong. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, should we should we get into the game? Yeah, let's get into it. All right. So after a little bit of music, Sam's going to come back with a little overview of South Park: The Stick of Truth. South Park The Stick of Truth is a role-playing video game developed by Obsidian Entertainment in collaboration with South Park Digital Studios. Released in March of 2014, the game is set in the fictional Colorado town of South Park and follows the player-created character, The New Kid, as they join the boys of South Park in a live-action role-playing game based on a fantasy war for control of a magical artifact known as The Stick of Truth. Players can choose from various character classes and team up with iconic South Park characters such as Stan, Kyle, Cartman, and Kenny. The game captures the irreverent humor and satirical style of the animated TV show with crude humor, social commentary, and numerous references to pop culture. The Stick of Truth received praise for its faithful recreation of the show's visual style, engaging narrative, and turn-based combat system. It offers fans an interactive and immersive experience with the satirical world of South Park. All right. So before we get into the game, we were talking about uh, a couple of episodes that led into the game. Back in 2014, oh, sorry, 2013, in season 17 of the TV show, they had three episodes which eventually led into the setup of The Stick of Truth. That was episodes seven, eight, and nine, respectively called Black Friday, A Song of Ass and Fire, and Titties and Dragons. <laughs> The story uh, set up in these episodes really only introduces the main characters as their personas used in the game. Uh, the parody of Game of Thrones is used where Randy takes on the role of a mall security guard, which represents the wall. And it's in order for him to get into the mall first on Black Friday. This, however, changes when the head security guard is killed by the people who line up early. Randy takes over his job as leader and peels the scar off his eyes, placing it on his own. <laughs> Uh, the boys, however, have a different mission. Black Friday offers a ridiculous deal on the first few who purchase one of the new consoles. That'd be the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox One. But they end up getting into an argument over which console they want to buy, and they split into two factions, the elves and the wizard king of Koopa Keep. So throughout this, they end up uh, getting the head of Sony and the head of Microsoft involved, and they eventually lead up to something called the Red Robin Wedding where they all plan to betray each other than be the first in the mall to get the ridiculous deal on the console. Uh, So after the hilarity ensues and the jokes settle, the boys don't get their consoles and decide instead of playing video games, they'll instead instead continue with their medieval game. And this leads up to the stick of truth, one shameless plug at the end of the show later, and we now celebrate as one of the best games of 2010s. So first off, how good are the graphics in this game compared to the show, Sam? they're amazing it's it's like seamless playing it's like you're playing an episode of the game it's so immersive and and just beautiful looking it's it's incredible i can't say enough about how great it looks oh yeah spot on like um 
all the characters, like, it's obviously not, like, super high-def graphics or the show to begin with. I mean, they started out with construction paper. Yeah. But uh, it translates really well into the video game universe. But you know what I love about it is that, yeah, it did start in those those first couple seasons where they were actually using construction paper. Um, you can you can see it, but they've maintained right. as they've moved into computer animation, um, like some of the textures, which I really like. You can kind of see like, you know, different almost construction papery textures. And that translates into the game, too. You can you can see that in the game as well. Yeah. And they didn't really break from the style except for where needed to you know, create the atmosphere, the joke in the show or the video game. Right. But uh, when you start the game, you are the new kid. And that's what you mentioned. And you just moved into South Park. So your first thing you'd end up doing is going to Koopa Keep where Cartman is. And that's where you create your character. And you get four choices of uh, characters. You get the fighter who has a strong attack but weak magic. The mage who has a weak attack but strong magic. The thief who has a mid attack but uses status effects mostly as their means of attacking, and the Jew, who's a monk paladin class created by Cartman and becomes stronger the closer to death they are. What did you <laughs> pick, Sam? Uh, the first time I, I ever played this game, I picked a thief, which was really fun. Uh, had some fun mechanics to the, the combat. Uh, but this most recent playthrough, I took the mage um, and really enjoyed that as well. That was um, bad, like... Uh, one note on your name that which is funny is you actually give your name uh when you start the game you type it in and they refuse to call you it they just call oh, yeah. you douchebag the entire time <laughs> like you enter it what, one or two times there and then carmen just goes i'm just gonna call you douchebag and then for the whole game you're douchebag sir douchebag commander douchebag yeah I think you said douchebag. Is that correct? <laughs> and you know, that's just a way because it's fully voice acted, which is amazing. But it's like, obviously, you couldn't insert your name and then have them voice act. It's they had to call you something. So yeah, that was a really was a clever way, way to get around that. But yeah, I went with the thief this time. And the first time I played as the uh, as the Jew, because I found it too funny not to. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, I like the thief. He was uh, it was good. Like kind of halfway between a fighter and a mage so you have some attacks and you have some uh, magic but nothing really stands out uh, i i just kind of enjoyed the backstabbing and then the status effects were actually really effective in this game yeah uh the thief had that uh, where if you got the perfect attack i think you could make your opponents bleed a lot which would uh um yeah and it was weapon dependent yeah like um one of his uh special attacks you sneak up behind you stab him and you'll in induce bleeding, which, you know, kind of kills them. Yeah. I, uh, later in the game, you can put ruins on your weapons, and I had ice and fire, which would slow them down and light them on fire, which became a super effective way to kill people fast. Yeah, I definitely did the same. That ice was really, really effective. Yeah, especially once it started uh, reacting, and you're getting like two, three hits in a row. Yep. But, um, yeah, you can't change class throughout the game, so that's not something that really ruins the game like you just pick a class and you play it but whatever class you play as doesn't change the game in any way shape or form so no aside from the the abilities that you kind of yeah. acquire i guess which which is fine i mean this was never meant to be skyrim but no <laughs> i like it more than skyrim which is saying a lot but throughout the game you get six partner characters uh, at different various points starting with paladin butters and he is one of your favorite characters, so why don't you explain Paladin Butters to us? Yeah, I do. I do like Paladin Butters. Uh, he's he's kind of your your starter uh, partner character, and he's got 
a really strong uh, hammer attack, and he's got his healing power is pretty funny. Every every other turn, yeah, here you go, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) He's the he is just the best, and he's got another like kind of um, innate ability called. gosh, it was like victim victim complex or something where he draws most of the hits. So he's kind of a tank. Oh, I um, never actually uh, noticed that. Yeah. And then another funny part about Butters is like when you're as you're exploring the map, every time you pass something, he just talks about like a different time. He got like beat up or bullied somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. It was good. <laughs> and it's right from the show, too. Like uh, yeah. each time he talks about it, it's, you can reference it to an episode if you're that good. Yeah. <laughs> But what I liked about him was his specials there, like the one where he just throws a hammer at somebody. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, darn. And yeah. then the second one where he comes out is like Professor Chaos. Oh, but that they one. turn him into the one from the anime episode. Yeah. Uh, so, man, that was good. And he's a good starter, too, because the healing thing really comes in handy at the beginning of the game. Yeah. One thing one thing you do have to watch out for that can be kind of frustrating, though, since he takes he takes all the hits and his his big hammer swing attack um enrages the opponent which is a status effect that makes them focus all their attacks on on one uh character so basically like that plus his um his innate victim ability um really makes him a target for almost every attack which makes him a good partner character to start with because he draws a lot of the fire away from you yeah and it's a great way to uh you know get through the early parts of the game where you're still a little bit low of a level that's a, that's actually the only hard part I found of the game is at the beginning when I was like level one, bump into like level four, you know, elves, and that would just kind of ruin my day. Yeah, you but, can kind of get your your butt kicked a little bit. Um, though I found on the overworld, if you got up to an enemy and smacked them uh, with uh, whatever whatever button on the overworld screen that you can strike things with you would get the initiative and if they came up and hit you then they would get the initiative so i was yeah, trying to make sure that that was a yeah. way i started well tried to start every battle yeah okay so that's butters and next uh you get bard jimmy is the second character you get in, and jimmy's got to be one of the funniest characters on this show yeah <laughs> and when you first find him uh you have a quest where you actually have to fight jimmy so you find him in the basement of a place, and we'll get to it in a little bit later. And he starts talking to you, and he starts stuttering. Yep. And he doesn't stop stuttering until you actually skip it. It'll prompt you to skip the scene because he stutters forever if you don't. Yeah, you have to hold uh, hold B uh, to skip. <laughs> it just it flashes up on the screen for you. Yeah. I actually found this time around, I just was like, let's see how far this goes. And it goes on for a good minute or two where he gets stuck in the stuttering loop, but he does eventually advance himself, oh, which just takes he? a really, really long time. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's uh, just one of the best jokes of the game right there. And he stutters like he does a stuttering thing a bunch of times. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you fight him in the basement and uh, later on, not too much later on in the game, but a little bit later, he becomes your second ally. I never used him personally because I didn't find any use for him over butters, but uh he was there for entertainment anyways. Yeah, his attacks are pretty weak, but um, some of his bard powers can be kind of cool. Like there is one where um, he sings he sings his song and you have to like mash a when he starts stuttering in the song and the lyrics of the song are pretty damn funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's entertaining. He's an entertaining character. Oh, yeah, he's uh, definitely worth it. So 
So first character you meet and one of the last four characters you get, which you get all in bulk, is the Wizard King Cartman. He is a mage, a mage supreme. Yep. But again, he's another character I had. I just didn't use because one character and when I get to him, I'm just going to explain it. But basically, I didn't find any real use for uh, Cartman unless I was like desperately in need of a second uh, character to replace the guy I used all the time. Yeah, I don't think I used Cartman too much on this playthrough. Um, I think I did on the, you know, when I first very first played it a couple of years ago, but I don't remember too much of what Cartman does, but he's he's a wizard. So he's got, you know, magic yeah, powers good. just like the mage does. I think he has like uh, two fire spells and one lightning spell or something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it wasn't anything super that, you know, changed the game. So he just kind of sat in the background. But uh, throughout the game, he is friggin' hilarious as well. He's classic Cartman. Yep. Like, whenever he joins you on a fight there, before he becomes your companion there, he'll always be like, Sir Douchebag, go fight that battle. I'll be uh, over here hiding. Yeah, Cartman's always uh, in classic Cartman form, uh, away from the action, you know, and and manipulating so that everyone else is, you know, in the thick of it, and he's just kind of (laughs) not. Classic Cartman. And Cartman's polar opposite is next. That would be the King of the Elves, Kyle. And he is my go-to character. My number one partner I have. As soon as I get him, the game goes on to easy mode. Yeah, Kyle's awesome. He's he's pretty overpowered in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, you use his arrow attack there, which has a, a quick time event where you have to push three random buttons in sequence, which eventually just you figure out a pattern of how they're going to happen. Yeah. But uh, the arrow attack hits for like, three or four attacks and they're high damage attacks. So it just wipes out every enemy. He also, um, so I did like that one. And actually, even if you miss the quick time event, the arrow still does a pretty good amount of damage. Yeah. Um, except for you only get like two hits. Right. Um, and he also has, uh, he can kick the baby, which is great. <laughs> a great nod to like, even the first yeah. season he's been kicking his brother. So don't kick the baby. Don't kick the goddamn baby. <laughs> <laughs> And wow. actually his base weapon, which is uh, a golf ball and, and club is pretty good. Um, does yeah, a that's, good amount that's of actually true as well. It hits for a good amount of damage. He's just solid all around. Absolutely. And his best friend, the warrior Stan is a good go-to if Kyle happens to uh, be knocked out or if you just can't use Kyle for any given reason. Yeah, I think, um, I think Stan might actually have been along with Jimmy, the one that I used the least, I didn't really find anything that Stan did to be great. Although his power where he calls his dog in is pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I did like about Stan was he was just a, like a bruiser. He just walks in and just hits people for damage. And that's, that's why I used him when Kyle was down. Yeah. Like over butters would be my third, I guess if he took all six, you have here, but yeah. Um, I was actually a big fan of Stan, so. Yeah, I'd say I'd probably, uh, my my mains were, uh, my main partners were Kyle and Butters. Yeah, Butters is a good choice, but I just felt like I used him too much since I got him at the beginning of the game. Yeah, true. I probably should have mixed it up more, so I had more to talk yeah, about. Yeah, seriously. I need to try some stuff out, dude. What do you do? Yeah, you know what? I, I find what <laughs> I like and I stick with it. Exactly. And our final character is the beautiful and gorgeous Princess Kenny. Ken, this is the princess. Kenny's the best. The best part of the those three episodes too, 
um, that we, we were talking about before, just so funny. And there's, um, they don't utilize it uh, enough. I don't think where you, um, have on the overworld, uh, powers that your, your buddies can help you out. So like if someone's hurt, you can send butters over to rub their back or whatever. Um, princess Kenny's is like, you can distract, um, enemies on the screen when she flashes her boobies, (laughs) which is, you know, both, uh, turns a game to mature only and doesn't because Kenny's a dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's all kinds of like major boobage, uh, princess Kenny vibes, uh, like Kenny's secretly a, a, a little, a little girl, which is really funny. <laughs> oh yeah. And just so great that Kenny out of all the characters he could have been just wanted to be a princess. Yeah. And um, then you have the scenes where he has the big Japanese eyes and everything like yeah. that. And all the unicorns and sparkles all over the place. Yeah. Kawaii Kenny. Uh, that was the best part. That was my, I laughed so hard at that. When I watched those episodes leading into this, that was my favorite part by oh, far. Oh yeah. That, that Japan part where he jumps out the window and just yeah. like, crashes down on the ground and stands yeah. up and he's all perfect again. Yeah. <laughs> a Kenny. Yeah. Oh God. So good. All right. So we kind of got into it uh, with our favorite combination of characters, but uh, like I said, I, you start with Butters, so I kind of stuck with him up until I got the last four, and then I went uh, with Kyle, then Stan, then Butters were my basically three main ones. You said I forget because it was almost a minute ago. Oh yeah, it was it was pretty much Kyle and Butters, um, and I always, well, a I I always forgot about it, but you can swap. You have one you have one buddy in each battle. You can swap them out, but it kind of burns their turn. So I tried not to do that very much. And and that kind of was another factor in locking me into only using one character. So it's not like, you know, if you've played Final Fantasy 10, where they kind of let you freely swap characters um, whenever you want without, you know, basically taking a turn to do it. Uh, this swap burns a turn, which I don't know. I didn't really think that was necessary. It's kind of like just a goofy game. So I, I didn't think penalizing you for for changing characters was a good See, idea because I, yeah, I noticed them. it burned a turn. But like I said, I had the combination of fire and ice on my uh, weapons. So it would uh, slow the enemies down. And when I burned the turn, it would just go back to douchebag again and it would just start to uh, turn over. So I never really noticed it. Oh, nice. That's smart. Yeah, what can I say? I am a master of South Park RPG offs. <laughs> All right, so speaking of South Park RPG and any RPG, there's obviously magic in this game. Yep. And magic is in the form of farts. Now, what can I say? But farts are pure South Park. And what is the saying that they tell you? Never fart on a man's balls. Which is great advice. <laughs> so the first fart you're going to get is called the dragon shout, and it's just a straight up fart. Yep. And you learn that from Cartman at Koopa Keep. And this kind of makes it almost like, a, you know, this term gets probably thrown about too much, but kind of like a Metroidvania where like when you learn some of these uh, farts, it opens up areas of the map. So the dragon shout, there's some like bunches of rats uh, in certain places that are blocking parts of the map early in the game, you can drag and shout, fart them away, basically. Yeah, I didn't learn about that until near the end of the game. Oh, <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, that's what the dragon shout can do outside of battle, but otherwise you can just basically fart. And I, I believe they also, uh, gross out your opponent. Yeah. And outside of that, there wasn't much use of it. And then you come back and you get the second one, which is more useful, which is cup of spell. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. Cup of spell there. You basically fart in your hand and throw it at a target. Yep. And that was good for, um, on the overworld, there'd be flame, open flame sometimes, and you could throw a fart at the flame and basically make an explosion. And sometimes it would open new paths or it would kill some of the enemies in the overworld and make some of the ensuing battles a little bit easier because some of those enemies would die. This was probably the most useful spell uh, of all of them because there was a lot of places you could get through just using the cup of spell and throwing it at a flame. But a couple of times I got caught you know, standing there like a moron because the uh, flame source was behind like in a lantern behind glass. Oh yeah. If you don't break it first with an arrow, it won't actually light. So I'm sitting there farting at nothing. (laughs) Of course, every time you uh, miss the fart there, your partner there gives a little laugh about uh, squeaking one out. Yeah. Like (laughs) check your pants. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of squeaking, Randy Marsh teaches you in the bathroom of the community center the sneaky squeaker. And this one is to distract your, uh, or distract people, move them away from an area. Yeah. It's like the fart equivalent to throwing your voice. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You fart over in a direction and the, uh, person you try to distract will move over to figure out what the, uh, noise was. And then after a few seconds, I'll walk back. Useful yeah, you- in a couple of places, not overly useful in a lot. Yeah. Not too much, but like that, that scene where it's basically like a, a stealth, um, you know, it's like Metal Gear Solid with farts, I guess. Yeah, basically. But um, the final one you get from Terrence and Philip up in good old Canada, that is the Nagasaki. And that that actually was my favorite of all of them just because of the name. But this one gives you the ability to blow up walls that are glowing green in the cracks. Yeah, you find uh, the resonant frequency of whatever (laughs) is cracked with your fart, and then you just blast it. (laughs) Yeah, fuck. It was just, uh, those are your four spells, but they were just a great way to open up the game. And it's just the dumb humor you love from South Park. What did you play this on? Did you play it on uh, PS5 or 4 or Xbox? Well, yeah, I got the copy on PlayStation. uh, I think I got it on PlayStation 4. Back okay. when the uh, second game came out, I got the first game free again. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. Because uh, I played it on my Switch, mostly handheld this time. And the um, I don't know about the, the vibration on the, the PlayStation version, but the vibration on the Switch was just absolutely off the charts when the Nagasa... I didn't know that my Switch could rumble that hard. <laughs> Probably could watch the battery gauge go down. Well, yeah. And actually, it would like freak my dogs out each time I would do a Nagasaki, be like, (laughs) (laughs) I think it was the same, but I'm holding a a controller versus the entire system. Yeah. The, that was, it's going to like all the little bolts are going to get shaken out. It's going to fall apart in my hands. My sticks are out of alignment already. Yeah. All right. So those are the magic. Uh, Do you have anything to say up to this point? Uh, Because we're going to get into the actual game itself and all the different plots of the four days. No, let's get to it. This is uh, I'm looking forward to talking about these because this is uh, this is all really funny stuff. (laughs) All right. So as we said, when you start, you come out of your house that you just moved into. You uh, you search around a little bit and you find Koopa Keep where 
The Wizard King Cartman gives you the name Douchebag. You pick your class, and then you start out and you get three missions. You're basically finding some of the the Wizard's Knights, or whatever you want to call them. And the first mission is Get Tweak. It's called the Hot Coffee Mission, and it was, a, I believe, if I remember correctly, I read it was a reference to the uh, Hot Coffee hack on Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh, wow. It was, yeah, it was named that on purpose. Oh, that's funny. But if you remember early in the arrival of Tweak, it wasn't really early in the show, um, Tweak is the kid who's over-caffeinated because his parents own a coffee shop. Right. And then you have to do a... So in order to get him out of work, you have to go down and get a package, which is at Kenny's house. So you head down there, and when you get into the back of Kenny's house, or you talk to Kenny's mom because Kenny's not there, he's at Cooper Keep, you go into the back renter's place, and it's a meth lab. Yep. <laughs> and you have a battle. You pick up the package of quote-unquote coffee, bring it back, and you uh, deliver it to Tweak's dad, and Tweak is allowed to join the, you know, Join the fight, I guess. Yeah, when, when people join you, they uh, become your friend on, I don't think they call it Facebook, uh, or maybe they do. But they call they, it friend book. Friend book, yeah. So it's like a, a Facebook stand-in. And in, in, in your menu, you have uh, access to all of your, they're, they're basically collectibles in the game, are all these characters. Yeah, that and friend book is actually, I guess I should have brought that up first, but friend book is actually an important part of the game because you have to try to make as friends with as many people as you can. Yep. And it gives you perks. Um, you know, there's yeah, different I didn't notice that till too late either. Yeah, there's like little um you you scroll over in the in the upgrade section and and based on how many friends you have on friend book, uh you can select different power-ups uh for your character, which can yeah, be really I cool. honestly think I only learned about it on this playthrough. I think I missed it the last few times I played it. Oh damn. It's There's it's never explained. Like if you yeah. don't bump over to the perk tab You'll never notice it. And it doesn't really have a huge effect on the outcome. Right. Well, did you read the manual? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Did not. All right. So you got Tweak. Go down. The next one you got to find is Token, who's up in his mansion there, of course. And you try to get into his house and the guard stops you and pepper sprays you. Yep. And if you read your messages at the time, Cartman will actually laugh at you for getting peppered sprayed. This one took me a while to uh, figure out how to get past because I couldn't remember what I had to do. So yeah, there's a hint somewhere. Um, but yeah, you you have to go to Jimbo's to get the gas mask. But I think it's it's really that that was a weird one because I think it's just like Jimbo's works kind of like an item shop where you can buy just your standard items and maybe a couple of unique pieces of armor. Um, and one of them happens to be this gas mask. So it's not really like a you know, do this to get the gas mask and then come back. It's like, you have to go to a place to buy it. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. The, I didn't, I'm, I don't think I got stuck for very long, but it, it definitely took me a second. Well, a little later in the game, I realized there's an exclamation mark. If uh, there's part of the mission you have to go to, you could uh, cover over it and it'll tell you what mission it's for. Yeah. I use that. But a lot. Jimbo, when you go there, you end up getting a second set of missions or tasks to do. And which is what probably threw me off. But, one thing I do like is items like a gas mask or later on in the game, some goth equipment. They don't just give you like uh, status boosts. They actually are used for their intention. So a gas mask being obviously to stop pepper spray. 
right? Which was kind of a neat touch I found. Yeah, um, they're not always the best pieces of no. armor or equipment, but they they are serviceable through you know that certain part of the game where you need to. Yeah, be and it was it. good enough until the, you know you got the next piece of equipment. Right. But uh, you use that. You blocks the pepper spray. The guard gets freaked out, and you know you have a quick battle, and you go get uh, go get token. Who later was actually renamed Tolkien because he was named after Lord of the Rings and not because he's the only black guy in South Park. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch the show. Yes. Uh, so the last mission you have to do on day one to get the last person is you got to uh, release, get Craig released from school. He's in detention. So you have to infiltrate the school and then you go in and you fight the ginger hall monitors through oh. the thing. You get the keys and stuff like that. And Mr. Mackey is like taunting you the whole way. Yes, I should mention Craig is um, in detention for flipping off his teacher, which is... <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Give no fuck attitude. Yeah. But the, I, I like this level. Like, uh, I, uh, just very straightforward. And, you know, there was some challenges, like a uh, couple of uh, puzzles there I had to really think about, but nothing that, you know, held me up for too long. Yeah, this is one where the, where the buddy... Uh, this is where I was thinking of, of the buddy uh, system where you have to use your buddy power and really only have to do it in like one or two points in the game. This is one of them, but I did get stuck on it for a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once you get all the keys and stuff like that, you just go back and you save Craig and you fight the, you know, alpha ginger, we'll call him. Right. But it's, it's pretty straightforward and it's, that gets you kind of into the game. So you got the three people and then, you go back and talk to Cartman again, and then he talks about, you know, you have to go find the bard, which is Jimmy. So you head off to infiltrate the inn of the gingle. Oh, fuck. Infiltrate the inn of the giggling donkey so that yeah. you can go defeat the bard. And this turns into a big battle between the elves and the uh, the wizard wizard knights. I don't know what they're called. Cartman's people. Uh, well, it's the Koopa Key. Oh, oh no! The Cartman Cartman's group is called the KKK, and he's the Grand Wizard. Oh, it's that's like right. Yeah, something of Koopa Keep or something like that. But he makes it KKK. Knights of the Koopa Keep. Knights of the Koopa Keep, which is yeah, KKK, and then yeah, he's the Grand awful, Wizard. But... <laughs> I missed that he was the Grand Wizard. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I feel kind yeah. of dumb on that one. You no, know, it's uh, yeah, it's funny but also kind of not but it's it's south park so. it's funny it's because cool. you know they're they're trying to make it so serious but you yeah. know it's just like a dig at those jackasses yeah it is um so but the, one of the funniest parts about this bard fight when you go into it's basically it's jimmy's house and they basically made big old you know couch cushion fort um you know, tavern for the giggling donkey. And then you, I think you have to go either down into the basement or try to work your way upstairs through the attic or something like that. But like in the process of doing this, you basically destroy his entire house. Yeah, blow out the front door. <laughs> yeah. You blow up the front door. I think you have to like, when you go up through the attic, I think you have to um, destroy something and come down through his um, ceiling because his door is locked. And it's just like, Oh yeah, it's, you're absolutely destroying his house. And, yeah, because his is parents are get, away. <laughs> yeah, this is where you get the first taste of Jimmy and his stuttering. Yes. And in the battle, you're fighting. Jimmy's off to the side. You're not actually fighting him, but he's buffing up the uh, 
the soldiers he sends out to fight you. Yes. So, and then he's also, um, he's also using his different bard powers to either, um, make you, I don't know if he makes you grossed out, but he definitely, um, he sings a, a song with the brown noise and it oh, yeah. increases your, your mana that you use to fart basically to the point where you shit your pants. Yeah. <laughs> and then you lose like, all that mana. He did make me shit my pants. And so I was like yeah, standing a little puddle of brown. Before I realized you just have to like spam the fart attack there just to get it down. Yes. Yeah. You have to burn that off or, or you poop yeah. your pants. Or you lose all your mana. Yes. <laughs> so after all said and done, you go back home to end the night there and uh, you head off to bed and then you get abducted by the aliens from episode one. Yes. And then the first thing you have to do is clench your anus while you get butt probed. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where they uh, kind of a theme throughout the whole game is that you have like this incredible sphincter that you can you can control to do all these different farts and, you know, control things with your ass. <laughs> yeah, because at this point you haven't got the uh, the dragon show yet. Right. Or have you? Uh, I think you might have the dragon shout, but, uh, but not anything else. I don't think. Yeah, but it doesn't come into play one way or another on the alien ship because you get the probe stuck into your anus and that's one of your four, uh, four other abilities. So you got bow and arrow to shoot things, uh, shoot targets and you get the buddy ability and then you get this one, which lets you teleport on these alien devices, which helps you get around the ship. Yeah, it helps you get around the ship, and they're also hidden like all throughout the map and in yeah. some of the other levels. So you, it, that's kind of another little like Metroidvania type. You know, it opens up access to more stuff. Yeah, and it comes important in the game as part of the puzzles to get through some of the later levels as well. So right, it's never not used. It's just it's a really fun thing to do because you can find a lot of hidden stuff too if you uh, pay attention to where you can actually teleport to. So after you uh, teleport around the ship, uh, actually before you teleport around the ship, the first person you run into is going to be one of your colleagues throughout the uh, throughout the game that's going to help you out in various stages of the game but never be your actual direct ally, and that would be Randy Mersh. And what's yeah. happening to Randy? Yeah, Randy, you have to you have to basically stop Randy from getting his ass probed, which. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I, I got wrong on purpose. So that <laughs> <laughs> him getting probed in the ass is so funny. <laughs> oh, friggin' hilarious. Classic Randy too. Like well, my yeah. favorite character of the entire series is Randy Marsh, just because he is so random throughout the entire series there. Yeah. And there's one, it's kind of like, um, you use the, the four buttons on your, on your, uh, right side of your controller, like, um, the game Simon. You ever played Simon? It sounds like yeah, Simon, Simon too. Sounds, yeah. Um, and there's ones that are so complex that you're going to get them wrong anyway, so that he gets probed. Yeah, They're, because you're you're going through the uh, the patterns there, and you're getting it. And all of a sudden, the last one is like 15 buttons uh, flashing at you in under five seconds. Yeah, and some of them are like simultaneously being pushed in ways that you wouldn't <laughs> be able to do. <laughs> and I think uh, I believe it's random as well, so that uh, you can't just look up on the internet how to do it. Yes. Which is great because can you imagine getting that one though? Like for the type of memory would you have to have? Yeah, I don't know. I just I think I got like the first couple and then it was like a mess and Randy got probed. <laughs> yeah, which is fine because it's, it's yeah. freaking hilarious. So 
After you save Randy, you get into a fight with the aliens and the ship crashes back in the South Park. But of course, it was all a dream. So you wake up the next day and you go back to Koopa Keep and uh, Cartman has another task for you, which is to recruit the goth kids. So we're now on day two. My favorite thing about the goth kids is go get yourself goth clothes to look like us because we don't like conformists. Right. Yeah, that's that's always their ironic uh, shtick is like, you're such a conformist and then they're all wearing black and doing <laughs> they the want same everybody thing. to dress yeah. like them. And- but you have to get like basically the, the goth kit, which is the, the clothes. So you get black gloves, black clothes and a black beanie. Yeah. And they're all and, called goth, whatever. Yeah. That's like specific armor type. And then you have to go to tweak brothers and get the extra dark roast. Uh, you have to go somewhere and get a pack of cigarettes. You got to get the cigarettes from the kids, but uh, between Jimbo's and the bar. Yes. Yeah. There's like sixth graders and you got to get cigarettes from them. You had to beat them up for cigarettes, I think. And then, um, gosh, is there one more thing? Is there like a, no, that was it. And after you do that, they say you're not there yet. And then you have to go to the, um, community center where the PTA meeting's going on to get a picture of yourself holding a sign in front of the council. Yeah. It says, fuck the conformists. (laughs) Yeah. And well, when you, when you go in there, you learn that the alien ship that landed on, which I think was the Walmart or something along those lines. It was, it was the mall. Yeah. The mall. Yeah. And they covered it up with like some, uh, uh, with a tarp and you know, got the military in there and stuff. And they're calling it a new Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole PTA meeting is to protest this new Taco Bell, even though it's like blatantly obvious it's an alien ship. Everybody right. just still thinks it's a Taco Bell. Yeah. And are outraged about a Taco Bell without, you know, do they at least have Encheritos <laughs> or is this like, and then one of the, one of the citizens is like, is this going to be a Taco Bell or a Taco Bell KFC combo? <laughs> <laughs> so in order to complete this mission, you have to uh, sneak on the site of the new Taco Bell and steal a recording to prove that it's not going to be a Taco Bell, but it's an actually an alien ship. And this is where Randy teaches you the sneaky squeaker. Yes, you can get inside. And that's yeah. that's kind of like the little Metal Gear Solid uh, stealth portion. Yeah, you, you throw it at the guards there and you, they walk off to the side and then you climb the building and then you can uh, sneak in through the top. And it's not a huge part of the game. It's actually fairly quick, but it is fun. I yeah, left I the first time part. without grabbing the tape recorder by mistake. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It was like, and it's funny because they, they have like a little cut scene where the, the guy's like, let's all, all right, meeting adjourned. Uh, we'll come back for this tape recorder after a set amount of time. And then they all leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's you go in uh, and grab it. Fuck. I love that. All right. So you return that to Randy. He gets you that picture. You now got the goth kids on your side. And then you learn that the stick of truth had been stolen. And uh, Cartman is blaming Kyle for it and saying Kyle hid it in his uh, uh, his desk at school. So this is where you actually start picking sides. Yes. And when you go to the school, you go with the entire KKK there. And first thing you have to do is you either fight Butters or you fight Stan. And who did you fight? Uh, did you say you fight Butters or Stan? I think I fought Stan. Yeah, I, I think I... No, I fought Butters. This is where I first used Stan. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I, I stuck with Butters. Yeah, and uh, 
This doesn't have a huge effect, but it's kind of you picking a side, either Kyle's side or Cartman's side. Mm -hmm. Because you go through this again, and this is, um, you get Princess Kenny here too. Yes. <laughs> and this is where you have to use Princess Kenny to flash her old, uh, what, tig old biddies there to distract some of the bad guys to open up some of the way further into the school. So Yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, so funny. That was my first instance of seeing kenny take her top off yeah and it's just like kenny's little boy nipples and then it's like <laughs> oh boobies <laughs> and then they'll stops. usually like walk into some sort of trap and get oh of out. course yeah so you go through the school you fight your way through it and then you end up in the classroom and then you have a choice to make again you either fight kyle or you fight carmen and i went with carmen fighting him because you know not a big uh, Cartman fan. He's a dick. I fought Kyle. I stuck with Cartman. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. I thought like, you know what? I made a conscious decision and we talked about before how hard it is for me to pick, uh, you know, evil uh, in a video. I'm like, I'm, I'm a pretty naturally nice guy. So I really struggle to, to <laughs> pick the evil route. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stick with Cartman this time. <laughs> eh, if it works, it works. And it worked out for us because I mean. We both fought different people. Yes, we did. Um, the The Kyle battle was uh, was pretty tough. He's a tough cookie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carmen wasn't too bad. He did a few things there that kind of threw me for a loop. But in the end, I just beat the crap out of him with Stan. When you um, when you end up beating Cartman, does he cry? Um, I don't remember because it goes right into the cutscene right after oh shoot because like that would be something that i would i would want to fight cartman for because you know how like sometimes yeah like, we, you know, slap him or punch him and then he cries and just like yeah, he talks big there and he's like i'm gonna kick your ass cow yeah and then kyle just like punches him in the face like <laughs> yeah oh, some of the best tv out there yeah <laughs> yeah so so nothing changes out of the result of this fight because it goes into a cutscene and you check the desk or they get the goths to check the desk yes. and they open it up and it's not there, but there's a note. Uh, no, it's not a note. Sorry. They notice it's actually Clyde's desk. So they go to Clyde's locker and open it up. And there's a uh, laptop with the video of Clyde who has taken the stick to his fortress, revealing Clyde to be the big bad boss who now controls the universe. And the first thing he does is take the leadership power away from Kyle and Carp. Yes, Clyde Clyde becomes the big bad. Didn't they make a joke where um you get into the classroom and you check the desk and it's not there, but it's like we can't keep anything in these desks. Why would we do this? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cuz they're like desks the standards, are just those cheap ones. Yeah, the standard school desks with just like a desktop but not anything, not yeah, any And if you think back anything. to the show, they are, right? Like Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing in those desks. I guess if you're uh you're very keen on the uh, south park trivia there he would have known that before he showed up yeah i just love how they joked on it at, by you know by the time you get to it it's like well that was dumb <laughs> yeah no that that was great like just uh yeah because they noticed that that you can't put anything inside of it and then yeah this is clyde's desk that's why they check his locker mm -hmm. Knew it was something like that obviously i skimped on the notes on this one but after all is said and done, you go back home again because it's night two. And this is part of probably my favorite part of the game. Yeah. If not a little gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Can> you both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So when you get woken up because you hear the underpants gnome singing their song, 
Yep. So, of course, you get into a fight with them and you're giant. They're small. You wipe the floor with them. So the underpants gnomes, not wizard, um, Shaben comes and shrinks you down. Yes. And you got to go through the walls and chase them so that you can, you know, get back to your normal size and hilarity ensues. I like actually I, I thought the the battle where you're fighting the underpants gnomes and you're still big is super funny because it's it's obviously really easy, but they're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's still huge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the wall was actually a good puzzle, too. Yeah, I liked that. You had to basically like, um, you know, there are rats in there that can screw you know screw you up a little bit and then you you can kill most of them if not all of them before you get to them yeah and actually right when i got into the wall i think i walked into a mouse trap and died right away yeah i I did that too and then you know you start the game like what the fuck and then you realize you could actually walk around it yes yeah there's a little bit of depth to it yeah so after climbing the wall uh, actually about halfway up the wall your parents start talking about you and what do they do sam oh it's uh <laughs> I'm gonna make they, you uh, they start to they start to get a little intimate while they're uh you know after they've finished talking about whatever problems that you're having. Uh because yes. we didn't really get into that, but you have a special ability that they've hinted at but haven't actually explained up to this point. Yeah, and that's why you're moving around so much, I think. Uh yes. is that you're you're going from place to place uh to start fresh basically yeah and get away from uh whatever this problem is which will spoil at the end of this uh plot walkthrough but yeah so you see your parents gently making love yeah gently (laughs) sure uh yeah so yeah while you're while you're walking you know i think you're on the top of a dresser across from their bed and you can and there's it's hilarious because you can see there's like so much depth to it where um gosh i heard this the other day uh what whatever they call that where it's like um parallax uh like shifting or whatever yes you can see like they're moving and they there looks like there's a lot of depth to it but they're like you know a little bit blurred out in the background clearly like railing each other in the background while you're walking across the top of the um the top of the dresser and fighting little gnomes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Completely emotionless to the fact that you're watching your parents just get it on. Yeah. Yeah. The character has no, no facial expression whatsoever. So, yeah. So eventually you catch up to the, uh, the shaman and you have to battle him and you battle him on the bed underneath your parents. Yeah. <laughs> as they go at it. And the whole fight the whole time you got tits and balls flashing in the screen as you're fighting. Yes. <laughs> and there's a quick time event where he's like, ah, shit, look out. And then your dad's testicles come down and slam on the ground. And if you don't hit the button at the right time, you yeah. get slapped by a set of balls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there's, there'll be like a boob or, you know, just yeah. everything's flopping around and you have to try to dodge it. I, I um, just, I spent the whole time in that battle just laughing my ass. I was laughing. It was so absurd that <laughs> it was just perfect. Like it, I don't know how it enhanced the battle, but it just made it so much better. Yeah, it was great. I just, if very, just talking about it doesn't do it justice. Everyone play this game and get to yeah, this seriously, point. If, just, uh, you'll, you'll be dying laughing. Yeah, just don't play it with your kids in the room. No, please don't. we're not responsible if you do 
<laughs> no. <laughs> so after you beat the shaman, you get the power to shrink yourself at will, which becomes another handy power that unlocks more of the world for you yes. to explore. Yeah. But uh, you wake up on uh, day three. We're on, yeah, day three now. And this is where you go and talk to the owls where everybody's together and they decide they have to make an alliance. So the first mission and actually pretty much the whole uh, mission of this day is to recruit the girls and everything is based around recruiting the girls. This so the first this mission was a little long, uh, kind of drew on a little bit long, but there's some there's some funny aspects to it that I thought. Yeah, I didn't good. find it too bad, though. I mean, the first one is talk to Annie Nelson, who's out front of the city hall there, and she brings you to the girls. And then the first one you have to do is pretend to be Bebe's boyfriend so that you can confront Monica. Yeah, the backstabbing shit bitch. about her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's a backstabbing bitch. It can, does everyone agree? <laughs> Sparkle. Sparkle. <laughs> And the best part about this is every time they confront somebody like Monica and then you're back in the um, the girls meeting there, uh, that character is in there and is like, we forgive you. And like, yay, Sparkle. Yeah. They do that classic thing where they, they're talking shit on her and then they pan out and she's standing right there. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, it's OK. I was being a real bitch. <laughs> and they're all friends again. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I don't oh. know real women, but this seems like them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hashtag my name is Sam. I'm just <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next one is actually another great part of the game. And uh, that's where there's rumors that I can't remember who got an abortion. So they need you to get a makeover. Yes. And then go to the abortion clinic, ask for an abortion to find the records to see if it's actually true or not and bring the records back to the girls. Yeah. And this one, it's a little long, but man, is it worth it? Yeah, this is one where it's like, if you were if you were shocked by just you know like watching your your character's parents have sex or any of the other things that happened previously, like this is where it's going to take a turn and, and get yeah. get the shock. This no. is the one that's going to get the Christian groups all up in arms. <laughs> but yeah, oh, you man. go in and you're getting you know the abortion there and. The government breaks in because there is rumors of something going on there. Again, it's slipping my mind what it was, but it's not important other than to move the story forward. So, of course, you have to walk out and you run into your favorite guy, Randy Marsh again. Yeah. <laughs> so Randy's in the file room. You get the file there and Randy takes off and then you have to go find him. Yeah. You end up finding him in one of the... Uh, Oh, before that, yeah, I guess I should say that. To get into that back room, so uh, going back a little bit here. So as you're getting your abortion, the doctor leaves. You have to get a uh, doctor's outfit, which is basically scrubs with a mask, which gets you into the file room, yep. which is where you meet Randy. Randy takes off. You're still a doctor. You end up in another room, and Randy's on the table as the government agents walk in, and you have to perform an abortion on Randy. Yeah, basically they're they're trying to call your bluff and saying like, "Oh, so you're a doctor and this is your patient, so go ahead and do the abortion." Yeah, and, and this, <laughs> yeah, this part's like a couple of quick time events, and I got stuck here for a bit because I did the I, dumbest thing. I did too. I kept <laughs> so I kept sucking Randy's the, balls up into the vacuum. Oh, you did that? No, mine was before <laughs> that. Um, when you have to spin the stick, you yeah. have to do it uh, counterclockwise. 
Oh, I kept no. doing it clockwise and I started to get pissed off. Like, what the fuck's it not working? So I'm looking up a walkthrough and all this stuff. And oh, everybody's like, it should take two seconds. That's what happened? Trying to spread them open, right? Yeah, you're trying to like dilate his butthole basically. But like, what happens when you, because I didn't fail that part. What happens when you fail that part? Oh, when, and what happens is uh, you go too far and he just bleeds all over you. And then the, uh, the government agents to shoot you and they have okay. to restart. Cause, uh, I, I kept like failing on the, like, I wasn't quick enough switching the vacuum a couple times. <laughs> like sucks his ball into the vacuum. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. I, I failed that one once. Yeah. Sucked the testicle right out. Oh, that's so gross, but it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so after giving Randy the abortion, the government agents, uh, I think they're distracted by the giant baby. Abortion yeah, because, baby. um, I think it at some point the green goo from the aliens comes into contact with these fetuses, which turns them into Nazi zombies. Yes. I was going to like take a deep breath before I said Nazi zombie fetuses. Well, that's what they turn them into here. I was going to go back and say, yeah, it's at the, uh, Oh yeah. The Taco Bell site that you learn about the Nazi zombies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We did forget that. It's just like as offensive as possible. Oh yeah. Just, (laughs) and they, uh, they yell stuff in German as well. It sounds like it's yep. taken from an old World War II recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's odd, but it's uh, it's it's funny. It's it's fine. Oh, you, you take it all in good stride, right? Yes, there's definitely. Um, I think there's weapons or buffs. I think that are in your doctor scrubs that make you strong against the fetuses. And there are certain weapons, I think, that you get kind of in that area that are also like do extra damage against the fetuses. Yeah. And the fetuses only last this part of the game. The Nazi zombie goo will affect either people or animals later on in the game. Yeah. But so, yeah, you you fight a baby and you work your way out of the uh, out of the abortion clinic and you bring the file back to the girls. But. The file, she's en français. Right. So now you have to take the file to the greatest place in the entirety of the world, Canada. I love this part. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Canada is so low res because we're so far behind the United States that we're basically a Nintendo game. Yeah, it's all 8-bit. And then (laughs) um, it just plays Oh Canada and like a chiptune, like 8-bit. Yeah. Just over and over and yeah. over again. It was hard for me to uh, hard for me to play this part as a former military guy. I kept standing up every time it restarted. Oh shoot! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so first place he goes to Ottawa, and you talk to the Prince of Canada, who tells you he's not going to release the Minister of Montreal from the cave in Quebec. And his wife, the princess, tells you you need to go talk to Winnipeg to talk to the Earl. So you head to Winnipeg, he talked to the Earl who says he won't help you unless you kill the dire bears. And everything in this in Canada is a dire something. Yeah. I just like how he's like, have you ever heard of dire wolves? They're like wolves, wolves. but dire. Yeah. Oh fuck. No, wolves, it's uh, but dire. <laughs> yeah, so um you can actually get a couple of good levels here just fighting these things, and they're not hard fights either, which is nice. Yeah, I think yeah, you I just, fight some wolves, some snakes. There's a spider you can fight, and then the bears. Yes, yeah, and it's um, uh, they were really susceptible to my fire power. I think as a mage, so I would just 
pick the middle one and then I would as you upgraded your magic, I could do damage to ones on either side and I would just hit the middle one and pretty much take care of them quick and they were worth a lot of experience. Uh, just light them up. I just had Kyle hit him with arrows. Yeah, that too. Over and over and over. So you kill the dire bears. The Earl agrees to talk to you, but then you have to go to the Bishop of, ba- uh, Bishop of Banff and then you have a choice to either kill him, which is a fight, or spare him. And which one did you choose, Sam? I killed him. Did you? I spared yeah. him. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was another conscious decision of me trying to be like the evil guy. But like, it has no real effect. It's just, you know, if you spare no. him, you basically, what do you get? You get something. Does he open that treasure room that's in, in the. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. He opens the treasure room. Okay. Cause I couldn't get that treasure box. I just. That's yeah, because I you're a murderous uh, pig dog. Right. That about Nick. <laughs> So after you do that, you head off to talk to the Duke of Vancouver, and this is where you learn the spell to free the Minister of Montreal from the cave, and that is the Nagasaki from Terrence and Philip. Yes. And did it take you any amount of time to figure out how to get Terrence and Philip to talk to you? Um, no, I think I just went straight there, and then the only the only thing that was confusing is there's like a little dock. And then when you walk up to it, your boat goes across. But as soon yeah. as I figured that out, you could talk to them down in the corner. I think I remember that from last time, though. Well, you have to f- uh, use all three farts in succession on them. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah oh, that, that, was, that, that was pretty easy. They, they hint that in the dialogue. Yeah, I knew that, but I kept trying to fart on them and uh, I kept missing. So it was just starting to get frustrating for me. And then finally I hit all three. But uh, yeah, once yeah, you do that, they'll teach you the Nagasaki. Yeah, the sneaky squeaker is the toughest one to pull off, I think. Yeah, because you have to hit both of them. Mm-hmm. And that one's a little bit hard. But once you get it, you get it there. It's just a trial and error until you figure it out. So with the Nagasaki, you go back all the way to the cave in Quebec to free the minister of Montreal, who translates a document for you. Then you can head back to the good old US of A and bring the records to the girls. Of course, they forgive whoever was the problem girl because that's the theme of the girls is this bitch is talking about us, but we forgive you sparkle. Yeah. Sunshine. And then she's like, <laughs> she's like right there as they pan out again. <laughs> I forgive oh. you. And the best part about the girls is they keep blindfolding. You you keep having to go meet. Um, wh- what, what was her name? Um, Annie, Annie Nelson. Nelson yeah. You have to go meet Annie at, in front of city hall every time. And she blindfolds you and brings you to like the secret, hideout of the girls or whatever and then once you complete the mission they let you walk out the front door and you're at the girls bathroom of the park which has just been out in the open this entire game you've probably walked past it a bunch of times yeah you even tried to open the door and it was locked yeah it's like they've been in there the whole time yeah (laughs) which i think is one it's in an episode i believe i don't know if they ever showed it was in the park though but i can't remember for sure yeah I think they did. I, I can't remember which, which one, but it's... See, I always thought it was at the school, but then again, that's just me uh, projecting what I think onto the show. Oh, it could be, but it's very funny. Like there, that oh, whole hilarious. sequence is funny. Yeah. So that finishes everything. And then now that you have the girls and the goss on your side and you've made the alliance with uh, both the Koopa keep and uh, the elves, you got to go attack Clyde's forest uh, fortress. And you learn that, not Clyde. Who's the other guy? Craig has joined them. Yes. Yeah, he's betrayed your your ass. And the fortress 
nothing hard. You fight some zombie cows there. Now, there's a part where you you can let Stan and Butters in. I think it's Stan and Butters. Yeah. Like, they're up on the platforms, and then the elevator's slowly rising. I couldn't get, actually, I, this is the part where uh, the flame behind glass that I didn't catch on to right away prevented me from uh, blowing up the wall in time. Did you manage to blow it up before the cow showed up? No, I didn't. I I didn't figure it out in time. I just ended up, but like the cows do this like suicide attack where they just blow up and they don't really do all that much damage. No, it wasn't a hard fight. They're fine. Yeah. It's, it's not too bad, but yeah, you beat them there and then you let Stan and in and they take, uh, Craig, but they just basically knock Craig out and tie him up. And you go into the next room and this is the grossest part of the game. Yeah, but before you get there, I love how you're storming the fortress and all of the work that you've done to recruit all these factions. Like you get the goths and you get the girls and you get the the kindergartners uh, who are playing pirates this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so like as you're storming and climbing the keep and going through all these different uh, uh, rooms and things, you've got like kindergartners helping you out and. You have to help out uh, Stan's little brother or Kyle's little brother. I'm sorry. At one point, um, it's it's well done. It's really well done. Oh, it is. It's a, it's a good epic battle of epic proportions. Yeah. And then you open up the gate before you get to the ca- uh, cows there, and you have to use your farts and all that stuff to make it work. Yeah, but, it's uh, it's a good combination of everything you've learned along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then after you defeat Craig and his Nazi cows, you go into the back room where you have where you find out that there is a snook. If you remember, the snook was from the episode where it is up Oprah's vajayjay. Yeah, the snook and the sniz. Snook and the sniz, that's the word I was looking for. (laughs) Yeah. So if you remember that episode, the sniz and the asshole were talking all the time. Yes, yes. And at one point, the sniz actually commits suicide. Yes. And then holds everyone up first, though. It was like... (laughs) So there's a snook up, uh, up... the asshole of Mr. Slave. Yes. Of course, the only person who can shrink is you. I love this part. It's so yeah. gross, but it's you, it's so yeah. funny. <laughs> then you do the Lemmy Wings things, and you have the yes. Lemmy Wings frog and the uh, Gilda fish and all that there. That's one of my favorite Butters episodes, too, where <laughs> he sticks, sticks Lemmy Wings up Mr. Slave's ass. Lemmy Wings, no! <laughs> <laughs> so... So what you got to do is you got to work your way through the colon of Mr. Slave. And this involves, you know, dodging condoms and using vibrators to uh, excite him into opening up the path. Yeah. And at one point there's like a, <laughs> one of the, one of the friend book friends that you get is a cell phone that's lodged up his ass. You have to like turn it on and answer it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be Mr. Garrison and like Mr. Hat oh, is in yeah. there. Mr. Hat is in there. Is both to say that, and it's yeah, and like, as you as you climb Mr. Hat because he's like a ladder, um, he, he becomes your friend book friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, <laughs> so you work your way through Mr. Slave, and never in my life did I ever think I'd be talking about uh, crawling through somebody's asshole to get to a nuclear device. <laughs> but you work your way all the way up to leave his stomach where you end up finding the snook. Yes. And this is where your, uh, your unique skills you learned previously in the game come in handy. Yeah. I like the, the, I mean, the double entendre here is really funny. Cause like you have to go in and abort the, the bomb 
but aborting the bomb is literally performing an abortion of the bomb. <laughs> the exact same procedure you performed yeah. on Randy. Yeah. He. And there's like a robot voice going like, ow, ow. Yeah, you're sucking the circuits <laughs> yeah. out. Yes. Oh, man. So you do that, which was actually fairly easy because I had lots of practice on Randy. So before I had to take out a robot. Yes. <laughs> After that, you come back outside, Mr. Slave. And that that's the end of the colon uh, colonoscopy there. And then it's time to actually go up and defeat Clyde. Yes. And. Clyde uses the green goo there to make himself or not make himself. Sorry. He revives chef and makes him a Nazi. Yes. A Nazi, Nazi zombie, zombie chef. So you fight chef and they use, they did the same thing they did when they revived chef in the show is they use just clips of him from out throughout the show there because Isaac Hayes won't do the voice anymore. Well, yeah. And, and he's also passed on. Did he pass on? He did, yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Probably uh, actually a while ago now, but yeah, he passed away. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, he quit the show because uh, it was okay to make fun of every religion except for Scientology. That's right. Yeah. So they brought him back, and they used clips of Isaac Hayes throughout the different seasons of the show, and they killed him off again. Yeah. I'm going to kill the children. Yeah. <laughs> they did. It's, it's like so the way that they patch it together is so funny. Oh, man. That was great. Again, another great use of South Park humor. Yes. So you basically take out Chef, and of course he thanks you for beating him and all that stuff. And then, uh, then Clyde finally gives up. I don't remember. You don't fight Clyde directly, do you? No, you don't fight Clyde directly. But I want to. I want to mention here, which is really funny, that Clyde wants the green goo because he thinks that it's a new Taco Bell green sauce. Oh yeah. <laughs> And they're like, there's no Taco Bell green sauce. And then they're like, yeah, there is. And they start going over it. And yeah, like, that becomes debate. the important thing. Yeah, debating whether or not Taco Bell has green sauce. <laughs> so after you take the stick of truth back, you get betrayed by Princess Kenny, who steals the stick from you. Also, the uh, this is the big reveal of why you move around all the time as the government agent shows up and he knows you. Yes. And he mentions that you have a unique ability to make Facebook friends faster than anybody in history. Yeah. <laughs> and that by the time you're five, you already had 3.2 billion Facebook friends or um, That's right. Facebook friend book friends. So hence why it was important for you to make friends throughout the, uh, throughout the game. Besides giving you the perk and stuff like that. It was just like a little nod of a useless ability. Yeah. Like you've been able to do this this whole time. Cause that's, that's been your power all along. Yeah. You're likable. Yes. Superpower um, for some, like I'm not likable. So Kenny was a Nazi zombie too, right? Yeah, he drank the stuff. Like he grabbed the vial and he drank yes. it, and he became the Nazi zombie for the final battle. Yes, Nazi zombie Princess Kenny. That's yeah, and this ball. is the one where you have to go through all your partners one by one, and yeah. eventually a cutscene will take them all out. And it's all stupid injuries too. It's not like they die. Yes, they'll use a special attack or a quick time event, and then they'll be like, oh, "I hurt my leg," and then they'll slimp off to the side. Yes, and then a, another one comes in, but that's that was a really um, kind of a fun part of this battle was kind of, and it was made it a challenge for me because there were characters that I definitely didn't utilize as much. Yeah, I saved got, Jimmy for the last. Yeah, Jimmy. Um, and then who, who else did I use very much? Uh, I didn't use Stan very much, um, but yeah, it was just interesting that you know, it kind of forces you to use characters, all the characters, even if you didn't use them very much and you just fight them down to a certain point 
and then you get a quick time event for them to unleash this special and then Kenny revives and someone else yeah. comes in to take over for your that kept happening Kenny. too is like you beat Kenny and he would just revive right so you're exhausting all your uh your power points or your PP and your magic and your attacks and stuff like that. And you just can't kill Kenny. Uh, how do you kill Kenny? It's escaping me right now. How you actually kill Kenny at the end. Uh, I believe you have to break the cardinal rule of oh, right. stick of truth. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know why I forgot that. Okay. I have it written right here, but you need to fart on a man's balls. Yes, Cartman gives you, he's like, I know I told you not to, but you need to fart on his balls. And you jump down, and when you do that, it, it explodes Kenny. Yes. <laughs> and the game is over. You've beaten South Park the stick of truth. But what a game. God, what a fun <laughs> final battle. Yes. Full of hilarity. Like, they didn't just hold back or run out of ideas by the end. It was great. No, it's, it's just, uh, it's like, it's balls to the wall the entire time. <laughs> yeah and it's short too which is what i love about it it's like 10 to 12 hours to beat and that's doing some of the side quests which we'll get into in a second here yeah i did i did end up doing some but not all the side quests for sure yeah it's like for me it was just the right amount of game and i i ended up playing the whole thing in about four days worth of playing yep. which is good because you know we have other games to get to but the music in this game, I mean, they mixed uh, the South Park classic music with a bit of uh, like the medieval Skyrim Game of Thrones type music there. Uh, how'd you find it? I loved it. Do you, do you notice like when you're when you're walking outside from building to building, uh, Cartman is it's like you can hear Cartman's voice in in the music. Whatever he's yeah. singing is is Cartman's voice. Yeah. And then whenever you go into stores or any any building inside um you you hear just different snippets of like you know like a little bit country a little bit rock and roll uh the pokemon commercial song. pokemon commercial yeah there's like any any goofy song that you can think of from south park um yeah it was there and sometimes i'd actually stop and just listen to the music for a bit yes <laughs> you listen to the jennifer lopez song when jennifer yes. lopez was cartman's hand yeah, I think I would. I Mitch went into the. Po- I went into the post office one time. I heard that like taco, taco, taco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so any uh, any comments on the gameplay? Like, uh, how did you find it? I mean, the farts are funny. The controls are, I found were good, and there's nothing like overly hard. The quick time events were simple enough. Yeah, they're simple enough. Um, sometimes I'd find that I wasn't ready for them, but that's a me problem, not not the game's problem. Yeah. Um, and- the same with me. Sometimes they catch me off guard. Like I'd get hit in the face with the testicle because I wasn't expecting it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It does. It does things at all. Like I think quirky, I will call them like quirky RPGs. Like, um, I'd, I'd put it in the, in that like earthbound, um, you know, playing a little bit of Mario RPG right now, you know, does things that are weird that, that they don't really necessarily explain. It's just kind of, folded into the gameplay that you just have to just you know press a all of a sudden it's like okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I, I found it uh very clean and simple there is no learning curve in this game you know how to attack you know how to use your ranged attack magic all that kind of stuff it was uh kind of a breath of fresh air for uh, a game that could have been overly complicated 
Yeah, it's an easy game. Uh, that's for sure. And it's good because it's basically like you, you want it to be uh, fun and interactive, but it also does follow that, that story arc. That's just hilarious. It's, it's great. It's, it's like an extended, you'd almost, you'd almost call this like another South park movie. Yeah, pretty much. And God knows I'd never want him to turn it into a movie because the game was just so well done on its own. No, it's perfect. You just yeah, played exactly. as a game. Uh, one useless part I did find about the game was the summons. Yeah, I didn't use those. I used them just to see them, but you can't use them in boss battles, so it pretty much makes them pointless. Like, if I'm going to save up a powerful attack, it's going to be for the boss battle. Yeah, um... Yeah, that's not, yeah. So like you can get um, you can get Jesus. That's one of the first ones you can get. Um, yeah, you basically find Jesus and he's playing hide and seek in the church. And you can yeah. hear him like you you go in there at first and you can hear him like <laughs> he's just behind the pews. <laughs> yeah, you got to find him twice and then he becomes uh, comes your ally. Yes. Um, and another another good one was um, the city walk. Uh, mongolian tower was pretty fun that was like yeah. a fun little side quest yeah and you uh you climb the tower there and you defeat the mongolians at the top and i love the mongolians are in the restaurant as well there and he's like yeah yeah mongolians yeah and, and it just like cuts it cuts to mongolians in like full armor just eating at the tables <laughs> yeah so yeah you get um get luke him there and he does his uh, samurai attack with swords and stuff like that. It's pretty funny. And then of course, after you find Mr. Slave's package, you get Mr. Slave as a, uh, a uh, bah, 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 summon there. And his is the thing where he did to Britney Spears, where he jumped on top of them and then they went up his <laughs> rear end. <laughs> I didn't so, get him this time, but Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And then of course the final one is Mr. Hanky, who you find in the sewer, uh, after you find just three kids, I did that one and I really liked that quest because Mr. Hanky's wife is like a lush and he's yelling at each other, having a fight. And his, uh, his kids are like, uh, Simon and I can't remember the girl one, but then there's Cornelius and one of them <laughs> has like a nut sticking out of his head, like a little peanut. <laughs> oh man. His kids, Pretty gross. his kids are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's yeah, see. in the um, sewer as well. There's like two quests there. You get the yeah. um, crab people. Yeah, you can talk to the crab people. Yeah, and you end up fighting in something for Jimbo down there. And then as well, there there's a bunch of homeless people which you have to get rid of for the mayor. I think I got those, but I I think I forgot to go back and talk to the mayor after I did that. I got five out of the six of them, and then yeah, I just there's one in the sewer. Oh, there's one. Um... There's one in like a U-Haul truck outside yeah. of the storage unit. And there's one uh, just past Kenny's house. Yeah. Uh, gosh, there was another like one three somewhere. in the sewers. There was definitely some stuff. Oh, there was one on the alien ship. Oh. So actually, if you don't get him, I, there's there's stuff. There's some stuff in the game that if you don't get it in the moment, uh, you'll you'll lose it. Like some of the stuff that you can find. Um when you're like in the overnight parts, uh, like the alien ship and the, the underpants gnomes stuff, like you can't go yeah. back for some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, life sucks. You'll have to get over it. Yep. 
But it's like any game. If you if you don't do it at the right time, then, well, it's half the fun of exploring. Right. I tried to do that a lot in this game. And one of my favorite things to do is find the Chipokemon. Yes. Because every time he got one, he got the Yeah, some of those are so funny. Like, I was so happy when I got, uh, I think it's towards the end of the game, I got to find Shoe. <laughs> shoe. Uh, one of them is just Shoe. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's just a Shoe. <laughs> I didn't even actually look at what they were. I just, as soon as I saw them, I just went to get them so I could hear the. Oh, it's great. Like you can go to the menu and go like you just scroll over to the like little collectibles portion and shows all the the stuff that you've gotten. Um, And there's basically indexes of all the items in the game, including all the different weapons and things that you can collect. But the Pokemon is funny because you can actually scroll through and see pictures of them and what they're called and everything. Oh, maybe I should have done that. Yeah, it's um, it's good for a laugh for sure. Yeah. Well, the final thing I'm going to bring up for the extras and my favorite and the one you kind of got a little bit late was the man bear pig arc. Oh, yeah, I'm glad I got that late. <laughs> yeah, you go and you find Al Gore and he's hiding behind a bush uh, just past the movie theater there and come his friend and he starts talking about man bear pig. Yep. And th- soon as you become his friend, he texts or messages you every few seconds until you unfriend him later on in the game. And to unfriend him, you actually have to fight him. So you have to be at the right level to actually fight him and his uh, secret service that fight alongside him. And I died the first time and ended up having to go through that message showing up every few seconds for like the next two to three hours of the game. I did it all the way through to the end of Canada, at least. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I think my first playthrough, I did end up fighting Al Gore and, and unfriending him, but... um this time around, I think I finished that side quest right before I went to the castle at the end. And so basically, Al Gore was just texting me the entire time. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was going through the end game, which isn't so bad, but it was still pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah, well, when you unfriend Al Gore later on, you'll bump into him again and he's dressed as Bam Bear Pig. Yes. So you got to fight him one more time and then that just ends that entire arc. Yes, but then don't you get Man Bear Pig as a friend and a summon? I am not a summon, but a friend. Okay. Because yeah, there's only the four summons in them. Yeah, that um, that's just funny. Like, of course, they would troll the player using Al Gore as like. Yeah, a, and it's just like he is annoying. in the show there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super serial. Super serial. Uh, yeah, just what a game. Um, one, one other thing I wanted to mention was, uh, as you're going along, you can find all kinds of different weird little items that really don't, um, they're not equipable items. They're just, it's junk and it's classified in your inventory as junk, but the stuff that you can pick up is all different things from the show and they're just funny. Yeah. And then you just end up selling it so that you can buy equipment and stuff. Right. It's just like, and it's gross stuff. It's like pubes, like, use tampon like <laughs> yeah just uh but it all all of it has like a little dollar value attached to it like 5 10 15 cents some some of the more rare ones are worth like a dollar 25 and you can just sell them to as a way to get more money and you're yeah, and, um your and when you go to canada another thing is you have to use canadian dollars so uh-huh. you have to actually exchange money or sell canadian junk yes I just, yeah. um, I didn't exchange money. I just sold, 
I hadn't sold, I hadn't, yeah, I had not sold any junk to that point in the game. And so instead of changing money, I just sold a bunch of stuff in Canada and got Canadian dollars for it. Oh, that works. Yeah. I, and I there's some good weapons. Like, yeah, I exchanged a few bucks just to buy the weapons. And after that, it was the same thing. I just, the junk I collected through it, I just sold. Yeah, there's really good uh, weapons and those like little power up badges in Canada. There's some real good ones. Yeah, it's uh, definitely good. All right, so is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? No, I think we think we fully exhausted our... I'm spent, man. Yeah, definitely <laughs> covered this one. one. I, I was excited for this one. Like, I, I spent the week writing the notes, and then that intro by Captain Alcatraz there just set me on fire just to do this. What a great intro. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks Captain A. Absolutely. And we'll have him back again whenever we can. Yes. All right. So time to rate the game, Sam. What are you going to rate this game on the Sam scale? Uh, out of 10. I'm going to go. I'm going to go pretty high. This is like a as about as close to perfect and a, as fun of an experience as you can have in a video game, especially being a South Park fan. I'm a little biased, but I'm going to go like a, like a 9.95. It's. It's yeah, you're doing right play. up there. I'm going to go a 9.5. I'm going to be a little more reasonable, you monster. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, nothing really bad about this game. And it's only not hitting a perfect score because I don't want to top out on episode four. There has to be room to move up, right? Yeah, I suppose so. But <laughs> I suppose it's, so, yeah. But it's a great, it's just a great game. I guess I'll, uh, I'll knock off the 0.5 for my own fuck ups. Let's do that. Like it's its fault that I screwed up. Yeah, turning it uh, clockwise when you needed to go counterclockwise. Yeah, exactly. It's all the game's fault. Teach me how to read a digital clock, and that's what you get. <laughs> all right. So what's coming up next week, Sam? Uh, next week we got uh, a real sp- uh, special one for my childhood: Ren and Stimpy, Stimpy's invention for the Sega Genesis. So this is uh, this is my revenge for for Lion King. Yeah, and this is, uh, I was not a Genesis kid, so this will be one of the first Genesis games I actually play outside of Sonic. Yeah, so I've been, uh, I've been playing around with that a little bit and uh, watching a little Ren and Stimpy too to to get myself in the mood for that one. It's going to be a fun one. I discovered uh, last night when you uh, showed me the episode that the game is based around, uh, Billy West did the voice of Stimpy, and that's the guy who does Fry on Futurama, and you can really hear it. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So that wraps up for this episode of Retrotopia. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us at X at Retrotopia Pod. It's a Retrotopia Pod. Hold on a second. I'm gonna to have to cut that out. Do I hold B? Do I hold B to skip the stutter? The Retrotopia Pen. Retrotopia Pen. Retrotopia Pen. Retrotopia Pen. I'm like trying to open it up as I do this. <laughs> yeah it's it's at retrotopia pod ah man somebody took the retrotopia podcast i think anyways retrotopia pod on x or you can join our discord which the link is down in the description of this podcast so until next time this is brian and sam signing off have yourself a good gaming week